1: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson.
2: Here is your host, Rob Carson, and I'm going to tell you right now. And as far as the uh, content-o-meter is concerned, as far as the amount of content that you can fit into a short podcast, uh, we are pegging it out. We are at 110% today. We have special guest Emerald Robinson, uh, Newsmax, uh, White House correspondent. She's incredible at what she does, and uh, we're going to talk to her about what's happening in Washington, D.C., and hopefully the impending end of the Biden presidency. Because um, he's really screwed the pooch this time. And while... We are facing the real prospect of Americans being held hostage or murdered or tortured in Afghanistan after a, an idiotic withdrawal. The Democrat Party is trying to ram through a spending bill and a, a voting bill that would federalize U.S. elections, and it's an attempt to win all elections by Democrats in the foreseeable future. The Democrat Party is not a force for good. It is not a force for good. Joe Biden is not a force for good. And he is also not competent. So the uh, latest in the debacle that's happening in Afghanistan, the U.S. Embassy on Tuesday issued a last alert for citizens, U.S. citizens to leave Afghanistan, or they were on their own. Then they recalled that 30 minutes later. The State Department sent a message to Americans in Afghanistan on Tuesday. Due to security threats outside gates at Kabul Airport, avoid traveling to the airport unless you receive individual instructions from a U.S. government representative to do so. The U.S. military has started to withdraw from Afghanistan and American citizens are stuck there. To do all this knowing there was no Taliban army in early May, while knowing the Taliban's fighting season in summer, and that we stuck to the Trump agreement when the Taliban were still scattered, is the act of a man unfit to lead a popsicle stand, much less a nation. But here's what the president decided to cover yesterday. A massive spending program hearkening back to the days of Roosevelt, which only caused the Great Depression to last longer. Here's what he chose to talk about yesterday as he's preparing to strand thousands of Americans in hostile territory.
3: Before I update you on the meeting that I had with the leaders of the G7 earlier today.
2: He was on a conference call with the G7 for seven minutes, and he refused their pleas to extend the uh, evacuation deadline. That was the G7 meeting yesterday.
3: I want to say a word about the progress we're making on the Build Back Better agenda here at home. I just got off the telephone with the leaders in the House Today the House of Representatives taken significant step toward making historic investment that's going to transform America. That
2: will not transform America. It never does. The government always promises things and never happens. Remember the war on poverty? Yeah, the war on poverty started in the 1960s. We have the same amount of poverty we did in the 1960s. America
3: cut taxes for working families and position the American economy. There's comp-
2: no way it's going to be able to cut taxes for working families. We're already being taxed with inflation.
3: For long-term, long-term growth. When I became president, it was clear that we had to confront an immediate economic crisis, the most significant. Yeah,
2: we were recovering, actually, because uh, restrictions were being lifted and businesses were able to reopen. Oh, by the way, this conference that Joe Biden was on yesterday on the White House YouTube channel got 7,500 viewers and um, mostly thumbs down. Yeah. Forty nine hundred individuals gave it a thumbs down. (laughs) Seventy five hundred viewers. Oh, I hope that he is done. I really, really hope that this has done him in and that he will leave the presidency in shame and be remembered as one of the most useless, feckless and wrong political leaders this country has ever, ever had. Here he is yesterday saying that the evacuation is all dependent basically on the Taliban cooperating with us.
3: But the completion by August 31st depends upon the Taliban continuing to cooperate.
2: It's Taliban, it's not the Taliban.
3: Allow access to the airport for those who were, trans- were transporting out and no disruptions to our operations.
2: Listen to him again and the and realize if you, if you can't see this right now, he is squinting. He could barely able to read a teleprompter.
3: The completion by August 31st depends upon the Taliban continuing to cooperate and allow access to the airport for those who were were transporting out and no disruptions to our operations.
2: People are dying outside of the airport. People with American passports, British, Australian, American are being beaten by the Taliban and they will summarily be held hostage or be murdered. Oh, here's the Taliban assuring the United States that all of uh, the, the allies of the Taliban, the interpreters and whatnot, and American citizens will be able to leave the country uh, peacefully. This is a week ago.
3: Says that we are assuring the safety of all those who have worked with the United States and Allied forces, uh, whether as interpreters or any other field that they have worked with them. Uh, as for their talents and their skills, we do not want them to leave the country. We want them to serve
2: their own homeland. As for the contractor, there was perhaps, uh, he's gone missing, uh, as reported. Yeah, everything's cool. We're cool. Oh, oh, no, this is actually, uh, yesterday they said that Afghans will not be able to leave now.
4: Afghans have been banned from fleeing their country on evacuation flights. Ital- oh,
2: wait, they just said it last week. They just said we got to trust them. Joe Biden says we've got to depend on their cooperation. Well,
4: I don't think this looks like cooperation. The spokesman said the road that ends at the Kabul airport has been blocked. Foreigners can go through it, but Afghans are not allowed to take the road. This sudden announcement means that-
2: And they will be hunted down. And they will be murdered if they cooperated with the United States and our allies.
4: Thousands of people who've worked for the international coalition and others who fear persecution under the extremist movement are now trapped. And these evacuees may be among the last flown to safety. The Taliban insists that there's no need to fear them. (laughs) The spokesman went on, Afghans are not allowed because the crowd in there would grow even bigger. And it increases the risk of Afghans losing their lives in stampedes, getting stuck in the crowd or being stepped on.
2: Yeah, we don't want people stampeded to death. We want to shoot them and then torture them and then shoot them to death. Yeah, don't, don't take the fun away from us. Wow. Joe Biden's approval is down to 41%. After two decades of combat, Americans by more than two to one say the war in Afghanistan launched in the wake of 9-11 wasn't worth it. In a new USA Today, Suffolk University poll three of four predict the Taliban-led country will once again become a haven for terrorists targeting the United States. Was this all by plan? Barack Obama started freeing Taliban from uh, Gitmo, including four generals in the Taliban army in exchange for Bo Bergdahl. Now, while he was, uh, has held the backing of 87% of Democrats, only 32% of independents say he's doing a good job. Half approved of his handling of the pandemic, 39% of his handling the economy, 26% of his handling the Afghan withdrawal. David Paliagos, director of the Suffolk Political Research Center, his approval on immigration and the economy are also upside down. The only issue keeping him remotely in the game is his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic, where he is barely at 50 percent, and he was handed two vaccines by the Trump administration. Members of the GOP said on Tuesday night that Biden has blood on his hands because of who is left behind. Taliban has warned President Biden that there will be no extension of the August 31st evacuation deadline. Two congressmen who traveled to Kabul to witness the chaos said, we won't get everyone out on time. Afghanistan's former interior minister claims the Taliban are killing innocent children. Ex-Secretary of State Mike Pompeo joined his boss in heckling Biden, tearing into him in an op-ed Tuesday night. President Biden's incompetence has left Americans in harm's way and is dishonoring those who served our country. Wow. Oh, Jensaki says, don't worry. There are, won't be any uh, terrorists leaving the country uh, because of the extensive vetting process that's happening amid the chaos. Yeah, there's extensive vetting happening.
0: Is there any concern that maybe trying to reach this deadline and get everybody out? Uh mistakes are being made now that there is a report that at least one of the Afghans evacuated to Qatar uh, has suspected ISIS ties? Well, first I would say we have a stringent vetting process, which includes (laughs) uh, background checks before any individual comes to the United States. Uh, So I can't speak to one individual, but I can tell you and and confirm for you that we take the vetting of any individual who comes to the United States.
2: But if they got COVID, no problem.
0: And and comes out incredibly seriously. Um, And it's an extent I don't
2: think you take anything seriously at this point.
0: ...process. Uh, I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so, And that is uh, bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so, no, I would not say that is uh, anything but a success.
2: Okay, if that's the case, then why did the president only spend seven minutes in a meeting with uh, G7 online yesterday? Everything you have just said, I just put out like a cigarette but under my heel, and I don't smoke. If Donald Trump were in office or if Ronald Reagan were in office, he'd say, I'm going to nuke you to powder unless you let all Americans and our allies in Afghanistan leave the country. And there is no deadline. The deadline is when everyone we want out is let out. End of story. End of negotiation. But we have a a senile old man who is has a history of being an abject failure with regard to foreign policy, and basically everything he touches turns to crap. I'm sorry, I try not to be strident here, but there is so much at stake here, guys. There is so much at stake here. There's so much blood and suffering invested in this effort. Here is uh, Representative Kevin McCarthy talking about the uh, the deadline and how we should not allow the Taliban to dictate anything to us.
5: There's no possible way that we can get every American that's still in Afghanistan out in the next seven days. We are just three weeks away from the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Unbelievable. At no time should America ever bend or allow the Taliban to tell us when we have to stop bringing Americans out.
2: This president is allowing that to happen, sir. We
5: should stay until every single American is able to get out of Afghanistan.
2: Here's Representative Tony Gonzalez talking about the deadline as well.
5: You know, this is what we should be focusing on. Americans need to come together, right? We shouldn't be focusing on an arbitrary deadline. The deadline needs to be The United States doesn't leave Afghanistan until all Americans
2: come home. And if you don't allow that, we're going to nuke you into powder. Here is Steve Scalise on uh, Donald Trump if he were in office. Well, you
4: can even
5: look at, at last year. You know, President Trump wanted to withdraw American troops. He was very vocal about it, but he also made it very clear... Uh, with conditions he put in place that he was not going to let the Taliban take control of the country. So every time the Taliban would push, he would push back
2: with overwhelming force. Not with equal force, but with overwhelming force. And ultimately. Remember uh, General Soleimani, who was uh, now a stain on an airport runway in, uh, in Baghdad?
5: The Taliban pulled back,
2: and he protected American lives
5: every step of the way. We're not seeing this from this president. Three other presidents before Joe Biden have ultimately. Uh, dealt with this conflict. It's not been an easy one, but the main objective was, number one, uh, to avenge September 11th and to ensure that we didn't have another terrorist attack on American soil. And you know what? For the last 20 years, thank God we haven't had an attack on American soil.
2: Here is uh, NBC's Richard Engel. I want you to listen to this. This This is NBC. NBC. And listen to what he says about this gigantic humiliation by Joe Biden.
5: If you step back and you look at what is going on, this is the United States. After 20 years, this war used to be called Operation Enduring Freedom. And it's turned out not to be enduring. And they're not leaving behind a society that is free. It is only free according to what the Taliban says it will be free, if the Taliban promises that it will be free. So uh, you could also look at this as a tremendously humiliating uh, moment of American humiliation, leaving, forced to leave.
2: on This should be the end of Joe Biden's presidency, period,
5: full stop. Taliban's clock uh, and, and with the Taliban's good graces. So tactically, it makes sense. But I'm not sure how history will, I think history will judge this moment as a, as a very dark period for the United States. I'm
2: going to have to agree on that. Oh, uh, here is a group of free Afghan uh, activists yesterday in front of the White House. And apparently they had all voted for Joe Biden. They, they're not too happy with that now.
6: If you were able to speak to President Biden, what would be your message to him? Honestly, I regret my vote for you. I really do the blood of innocent men women and children who fought
7: for
2: you if you didn't see this coming and you didn't see a hawk on defense in the white house and a man who got three peace deals in the middle east with israel and a man who brought uh, no casualties in the last year of his presidency in afghanistan american casualties if you didn't see that it's your own fault
6: it's on your hands and i hope it haunts you for the rest of your life
0: I hope
2: your vote does. I hate to be harsh, but...
0: Are you
6: seeing a lot of the Biden voters that you may know feeling the same way about this situation? Yeah. Everybody in my family feels the exact same way. All of us. We're all uh, big supporters of Biden. Um, all but
2: you of- couldn't look past your hate of Donald Trump and your common sense because you didn't have any going to talk to Emerald Robinson in just one second, get an inside scoop from her that nobody else will give you. Nobody else in Washington, D.C. will give it to you. We'll call her in just one second. I want to mention, uh, do you have some earbuds? Are you considering getting some new earbuds? Consider Raycon earbuds. Uh, They are amazing. They have a 32-hour battery life, so you can listen anytime, anywhere, for a long time, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands. They sound just as good. They come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Give them a try, and you'll see what I mean. Now, here's the deal. Listeners get uh, 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Newsmax, okay? Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Save 15% off the already low price. Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Let's give Emerald Robinson a call, shall we? See what she's up to this morning. Hello. Hey, good morning, Emerald. How are you doing?
7: I'm doing okay.
2: How about yourself? I'm good. I, I got to tell you, uh, as the weeks progress, things get more chaotic. And as the weeks progress, we realize that uh, we have a man in the White House who clearly is not up to the task. Uh, now it's the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. Um, I heard this morning that Biden was beginning to remove the military. And we. it sounds like we're going to leave a lot of Americans behind. What's the latest that you've heard?
7: I mean, it certainly sounds that way. I will tell you that in talking to an official yesterday, uh, off the record, but now I can talk about it more because I think they're more openly saying it in a, in a certain way, is that they're not necessarily saying that they're open to extending the deadline once we get closer to August 31st, but that's the way they definitely feel. They feel that if they get there and they don't feel like they've Gotten the majority of people out, then the president will say we need a couple more days, or you know, so many more days.
2: Well, this is—it sounds a little bit more like the same that they've done. They, they withdrew all the troops, left our uh, Americans there, then had to send troops back in. Now Joe Biden is saying we will be out by the thirty-first, and he's going to go back on the thirty-first and say, "Yeah, we need to, we need some more time." I don't think that's going to play very well with the Taliban. Do you?
7: That is the the unknown. It does not seem that it would. They've been pretty adamant. They're also not very happy with the U.S. for taking lots of Afghan refugees out of the country. And I think that that's probably an issue that's not getting enough attention, not because the Taliban is saying that. But there's a lot of complaints that interpreters who help the U.S. troops, our troops, are not getting out and they would be one slated for removal or would be eligible so the question is who are the thousands of afghans that we're removing would they have qualified under this siv visas there does not seem to be any kind of real vetting going on in fact they're sort of just handing out uh visa applications like candy.
2: That's not what Jen Saki said yesterday. She said there is an extensive vetting process. <laughs> really?
7: She could not explain. And uh, look, it's Afghanistan. Most of the people there don't even know, or I don't know most, but a lot of the, the, the Afghan colleagues they worked with didn't even know their birthdays. There's not the same kind of, you know, paper trail that we have in the United States, the same kind of documentation where you can verify someone. We have already found someone who was uh, was extracted from there, who was on the do not fly list. There are a lot of concerns. Also, just in general, and it's so taboo to talk about, but there are cultural differences as well. So in some ways, the U.S. there had to make a deal with the devil, right? Yeah you had to work with some pretty unsavory characters to counter the Taliban. And that included, um, you know, CIA providing Viagra to warlords and, and people, wealthy men who were involved in what they called bacha Bazi, the Afghan dancing boys, where they would oh. uh, force them into sex slavery. Damn. And the U.S. military was told to turn a blind eye to that. And we get very upset about the fact that the Taliban it targets young women And kidnaps them and forces them into marriage. But we were also, you know, in bed, essentially, with those kind of characters who were abusing young boys who were getting kidnapped. So when we look at this situation, it's so nuanced. And I feel like our media doesn't do a good job of presenting the complexities of the situation. It's either it's all this or it's all that.
2: My biggest disappointment is that so many women in that country have been led to believe for the last 20 years that they can do things that they can be out in the open that they can, one, uh, there was a 27 year old uh, female, the first mayor uh, of a town in Afghanistan and she said she's just waiting now to die as the father of a 16 year old daughter if I was in Afghanistan, I would have to put a mark above my door to show that I had an unmarried woman between 12 and and 45 years old Uh, otherwise otherwise, uh, they'd come in and kill all of us, but they could take my daughter at any time, this is so ungodly awful and, and that the United States would allow that to happen and leave Americans is just uh, so uh, absolutely aggravating for me. I, I just I don't even know what to say. Well,
7: and here's the thing. It appears in talking to former Trump officials who were working on this, this withdrawal of this plan, and especially the refugee fallout, they had a more concise plan to deal with the refugee situation. And that involved putting them, you know, helping them get to other safe countries where they might integrate better. I also talked with someone who helped, you know, bring some of the interpreters and refugees here, and he said it's very surprising to them. It's a, You know, life is different here than they expect because they believe that when they come to America as a refugee that they're going to get a job with the government. And then they get here and they find out that they're working, you know, in a lumber yard or in some kind of service job, and sometimes they end up not being very happy. So the Trump administration was actually trying to address that aspect of it as well, which I haven't haven't really heard anybody talk about.
2: Now, you're very uh, close to the situation in Washington, D.C. and other media members. It appears that uh, there's still a fair amount of outrage... Uh, with regard to some other media outlets, what is the feeling you're getting from other reporters uh, with regard to uh, Joe Biden and uh, and what he's done with Afghanistan?
7: I mean, they seem pretty ready to can him.
2: Yeah. yeah.
7: And I, they're faced with the conundrum of Kamala Harris, who is oh. so immensely unpopular. If Kamala Harris was any more popular and if she pulled any better on people thinking she was competent to be president... You would see an even stronger push against Biden right now in the media. Yeah. But at this time it's they want to, but they just don't
2: feel that they can. <laughs> that's 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 a really great uh, you know a choice you have there between the you know the lesser of two evils. And I think they're both about the same level of evil, to be quite honest. So it's out of the frying pan into the fire with regard to her. Um, one other thing, and obviously this is resonating. The nation is outraged. We went from two thousand one uh, September the eleventh to uh, actually going back September the tenth. Now the Taliban has eighty five billion dollars worth of weapons they own yeah. have, have more control over the entire country so it, it really it's like we wrapped up Afghanistan put a bow on it and gave it back to the Taliban and made things even worse after 20 dang years
7: I mean you gave them gifts you gave them the housewarming gifts it's like a housewarming shower
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. for the
7: Taliban I, I think that just that right there is just that is unfathomable to yeah. me That's what I kind of I and I was talking to a veteran last night, and I asked him, you know, how do you feel about leaving all of that weaponry and vehicles? And the count grew over the last couple days as the government watchdog really accounted for it. Yeah, it was like seventy five thousand vehicles. Dear lord, all of that that just aids them in their campaign. And look. There's the rank and file, and there's the military leadership, and those are two totally different entities yeah. in so many ways. And, you know, the rank and file and the, the men who went on the ground there, they, they can't believe that that is
2: happening. Yeah, and I think you're seeing it reflected in the, the latest poll numbers, Joe Biden at 41%. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, this weekend on Newsmax, uh, Donald Trump's speech got 5 million viewers. Unbelievable.
7: Well, I will say though, yeah, that was amazing. Wow. I mean, Trump always is, you know. Hey, he's a ratings boon, and the and and CNN and MSNBC are really finding that out because they've <laughs> taken a hit because of uh, the not getting to cover Trump twenty four seven. But I do want to point out, and I think sometimes we can't get skewed in the coverage because I think a a lot of conservative media are really, really taking this opportunity to hammer Joe Biden. And there's so many things you can you can hammer him on, and this is certainly one of them. But also a lot a lot of responsibility lies with the Pentagon and the military because we could have already have withdrawn from Afghanistan under the Trump administration, which would have handled it in a very different way. And Pentagon officials actually bragged before Congress that they dragged their feet and was able to stall that. Wow. So a lot of the, the blame lies within the Pentagon and the Department of Defense for dragging their feet and having it happen under the Biden administration. Which then handled it very poorly.
2: Yeah, I just uh, I've, I've got an expression that I like to say. It's time to drain the swamp, pave it over, and start over again. It seems like every every part of our government is corrupt right now, from the Defense Department to the FBI to the CIA to the IRS. It's just unbelievable, and this is so heartbreaking. I just really think this is the straw that broke the camel's back as far as the Biden administration. Uh, by I, do, think so too. I think they do. I think we're done. We're just quite finished, quite finished. You can't do this after all we've been through for the last 20 years. I mean, you were in high school when nine uh, eleven happened i was uh, a new,
7: i uh, was a freshman in college
2: okay i was a uh, new father all right in my early 30s <laughs> and i just can't believe all of the charities that have been created and all of the fundraisers i did with walter reed and, and fisher house and all of the track wheelchairs that i've given away and all of the the service dogs i've given away with charity and now after all of this after all the blood the toil of gold star families we are giving afghanistan back and we're making the taliban more uh, powerful it's just it's a damn shame and it's just i I think America, you've crossed the line, Mr. Biden. You've crossed the line.
7: And you know what will really cross the line further for people and what would put the nail in the coffin? Yeah. Is if, if we start seeing the Taliban, if they get upset and they start parading American hostages.
2: Amen.
0: Yeah.
7: That is what the Biden administration is in fear of right now. Well,
2: listen, that's what we've got. I mean, welcome back, Carter. You've got out-of-control inflation, gas lines, and the next thing we is going to have is going to have a, a hostage crisis. I wouldn't doubt that one little bit. Emer- on crack. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Listen, thanks for joining me today. Have a glorious week. Always great to have you on.
7: Thanks, Rob. It's so great to talk
2: to you. All right, see you. Bye. Emerald Robinson with some insight that you will not get anywhere else. All right, coming up in a second. You're not going to believe this, but one of the political prisoners of January the 6th is being denied cancer treatment in jail. He called the Greg Kelly show. I'm going to share that in one second. Inflation is here. It's time to diversify your portfolio. You can convert your IRA or eligible 401k into an IRA backed uh, gold and silver with birch gold. It's a simple move. You can convert your existing retirement savings that are tied to the stock market into the tax-sheltered retirement account with physical precious metals. Okay, you can add them to your portfolio. You can have the gold or silver delivered to your home. Contact Birch Gold to request a free info kit on uh, physical precious metals. See if diversifying into gold makes sense for you. It may, it may not. Okay. Countless five-star reviews and a AAA, uh, tr- an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, by the way. So to get your no-cost, no-obligation kit, just text NEWSMAX to 989-898. 989-898. Okay, just remember, it's real easy. Nine eight nine eight nine eight. Just text NEWSMAX. See how you can qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals with your purchase. January 6th political prisoner Chris Warnell called the Greg Kelly uh, show from jail. Guards have not given him access to his cancer drugs for 166 days. Nobody who took part in the protest. The FBI has said it was not an insurrection. He has Don Hodgkin's lymphoma and they're not giving him his medicine. This is worse than a political prison in Cuba. Here's the first part of his interview.
5: In jail right at this moment. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, first off, how are you and how are the conditions?
0: Well, my condition is deteriorating uh, daily. Uh, And I've been, you know, held without any medical treatment for over 166 days now. Uh, The D.C. jail general practitioners have told me my doctor is not qualified. uh, And he's been practicing treating cancer patients for over 26 years. But here I am with no medicine on their end.
5: So, and actually, forgive me, I don't, we haven't emphasized it, we haven't met. You have cancer right now, and you've been in jail for yes, five sir. months. I
0: have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma.
5: When were you diagnosed?
0: I've had cancer for almost 16 years, sir.
5: So, at this rate, you've been treating this cancer with the help of professional doctors for a long time. How do you feel? What do you think could happen? I mean, do you feel like you're you're slipping, your condition's deteriorating rapidly?
0: I'm afraid for my life, to be honest.
5: Your lawyers are... I've
0: maintained my cancer at a stage one situation for well over 10 years until this happened.
2: Now, by the way, he has been subjected to horrific conditions, including lack of water for sometimes up to seven hours, and he got COVID. While in jail as well, as his cancer metastasizing. Here's a little bit more from this political prisoner, Chris Warrell.
5: We've seen no video evidence of you hurting anybody. Uh, What is your lawyer telling you about getting out somehow?
0: Oh, we're hoping that um, I have another court hearing coming up soon, and we're hoping the courts are going to see that, You know, they're just, they're mistreating me. They promised me treatment uh, way back in April. And yet, here I am still 166 days later with no treatment. So that's our plan and our hope that the courts have a little bit of compassion and let me go home to get some medical, urgent medical treatment that I need. He needs help.
2: And nobody's been charged with insurrection. And the FBI said there was no organized effort to overthrow the government. Yet we have a best deal in Washington, D.C. We have a bourgeois and a proletariat. The proletariat moves to Washington, D.C., stays in Washington, D.C., gets immensely, immensely wealthy, and controls the levers of a $5 trillion company. And now we have a political prison. Now we have a Bastille. This is not going to end well for Democrats.
0: Wake up!
2: The biggest Karen in America, Oregon Governor Kate Brown, has announced that starting on Friday, masks will be required outdoors again in public areas where people cannot engage in social distancing, uh, irrespective of vaccine status. Here is the psychotic, yeah, I said psychotic, Governor Kate Brown.
6: Today, I'm announcing that effective Friday, August 27th, masks will be required in all public outdoor settings where physical distancing is not possible regardless of vaccination status. Masks have proven to be effective at reducing transmission and are a necessary measure right now, even in some outdoor settings, to help us fight COVID and to protect one another.
2: And to continue my dictatorial rule of the state into an election year. Yes, into an election year. I said it. So the Oregon Health Authority will, will require masks in outdoor settings. Although this will not apply to outdoor groups located at private residences, the OHA recommends mask usage in that scenario as well when people from separate households do not consistently stay socially distanced. Where's the massive outbreak from Sturgis this year? Where's the, where's the massive outbreak from Sturgis this year? We know there's been an outbreak on, uh, on Martha's Vineyard where Barack Obama had his maskless birthday party. Pretty Amazing. One person responded to a tweet uh, from Brown about the outdoor mask requirements by describing the move as absolutely psychotic overreach. I'm a pro-mask and pro-vaccine as they come, but this seems insane. But in another were we're very pleased because they're sheep. Thank you, Governor Brown. I just wish everyone would take this pandemic seriously. Thank you for taking action on these tough decisions. No matter what you read here, most people in Oregon support your mandates to keep us a little safer. Yeah, I don't think so. A Washington school is being blasted for making kids wear ankle monitors so they can be alerted if another player tests positive for COVID. Can you believe this is our country? Can you believe this? Eatonville High School bought the monitors made by a company called Triax for both coaches and students in high contact and other moderate contact sports. Students who play volleyball, baseball, football, and soccer are required by the school to wear the device. The trace tag has visual and audible sensors that alert students when they are too close to each other. (sighs) While also collecting contract uh, trace data... Later to identify which students have had contact with other players who've tested positive for COVID. Both vaccinated and unvaccinated students at Eatonville are uh, currently required to wear the devices, but only unvaccinated students are required to quarantine for 14 days in case of a positive COVID-19 case detected in the contact trace data. One parent said, over my dead body, my kids would not participate and very well may take them out of the school and do something online if I had kids in that school. (laughs) Bill de Blasio insulted uh, humans yesterday. He's been ripped as an overlord with a penchant for controlling people after an interview clip on his COVID-19 vaccine mandate for New York City school employees. He said that human beings do well when they have a carrot and a stick. Here is what he had to say. Look, human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So uh, a mandate helps people to realize it's time. (laughs) FDA final (laughs) approval on Pfizer said it's time. Now, the Biden administration could do something else that would really help us all move forward. Speed the approval of the vaccine for the 5 to 11 year olds. Get it through. They're just your kids. Just get it through as fast as possible, no matter what. time for that. Look. If we can get that last piece done, because right now we can vaccinate kids 12 and up. And we're having a lot of success in New York City getting that done. But we need that last piece. And we need every child in America back in school. So I know Joe Biden cares to his great credit. I know the team's working on it. doesn't care about American citizens in uh, Afghanistan. <sighs> number of observers didn't take kindly to the use of carrot and stick. One person said, uh, politicians do well when we have tar and feathers. DeBoslio, talking like he owns humans. This is not a public servant. This is an overlord. And when politicians use phrases like carrot and stick, they're talking about humans like animals. Completely dehumanizing the population with which they are elected to serve shows how little they truly think of the population. And finally, one user said, does he realize what he's admitted in the analogy? The people chasing the carrot never get the carrot. That's what the analogy illustrates, literally. True. True. Trish Regan was on uh, yesterday with uh, Sean Spicer, Spicer and Company, saying that Joe Biden will inevitably pay for this.
6: People were not voting policy, right? They were voting... Because, uh, well, you know, it it wasn't going to be that intrusive into their lives. I think that there were a lot of folks out there that were sort of sick of the Donald Trump news cycle, but they really didn't understand what it meant for them economically. Um, and, And so they were voting for personality, the personality that they didn't really know because the guy was in the basement the whole time. They were voting for this personality that they didn't understand, they didn't know. And yet, I mean, has just been a train wreck. I don't know how else to describe what we have seen happen in the last couple weeks. This is not partisan anymore, as that commercial well shows. Everyone is in agreement. This was preventable. This is disastrous. It is a catastrophe and a crisis. And he is going to pay the price. Mark my words. History will prove that, Sean.
2: He needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to be impeached. He needs to be driven out of office using the 25th Amendment. The Democrat Party needs to be driven out of office and figuratively blown up and recreated or just left to the dustbin of history. Trish had uh, mentioned this new anti-Biden ad um, I I'd seen it, heard it was associated with the Trump campaign, uh, the Trump organization. But I want to I wrap up the show with this because it's very powerful and it's very real. And Joe Biden needs to go. America is back.
6: Highest inflation rate
3: in the the
5: Southern border is
2: collapsing. The of COVID
3: infections. We amplify our power. We summoned a new strength.
0: This is a recruitment ad. Should we be embarrassed? diplomacy is back. Now, the Taliban are back. Kabul is not in an imminent threat environment.
3: The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely.
0: They own the whole country now, the Taliban. The Taliban are now in complete control of Afghanistan, complete chaos. How did President Biden get this so wrong?
3: Well, first of all, the mission hasn't failed yet.
6: If this isn't failure, what does failure
7: look like exactly? Biden,
6: you destroyed not Afghanistan, but
3: the world! I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated.
5: <laughs> Do I bear responsibility? Zero responsibility. China is ready for friendly relations with the Taliban. I
0: feel like you going the door right there and the Taliban out right there.
2: I the out everybody. <laughs> we have to ask the Taliban for permission for American citizens to leave. True or not true? They they are in control.
3: I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than... than
6: uh, uh, They're just chanting death to America? And you call yourself a president?
2: Save America. That's what it came from. The Save America Foundation that is associated with Donald Trump. And he needs to go. He needs to go. He needs to be removed from office. I said when he was elected, it it would not be a question of um, getting to 2024. It'd be a question of America surviving and how much damage this man could do. Right now, in seven months, we have seen the worst presidency any of us can remember. And now the ultimate slap in the face is to rearm the Taliban and give them Afghanistan more territory than they were in control of in September the 10th of 2001 and certainly more weaponry. And now we're looking at thousands of Americans being left behind as our military begins to leave. It's beyond the blood is on his hands at this point. He needs to be removed from office. If you get the chance, go to uh, buyraycon.com and enter, well, actually, it's just you buy buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. You don't have to enter the code. If you want some of these great headphones, that I, earbuds, I should say, that I have, that I love, they come with a 45-minute happiness guarantee and a 32-hour battery life, and they start at half the price of the premium audio brands. Again, it's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. Thanks for watching and listening today, guys. I greatly appreciate it. We are available on... Uh, over 50 digital platforms. Uh, just go to Newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. Newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Pod- Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, uh, Apple Podcasts. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. I'll just say this. Thank you for listening. Please share with others can't even begin to express the sorrow and disappointment and, and frustration that uh, that I feel. And I know that if you're a Gold Star family or a veteran uh, of Afghanistan or, or, or Iraq, how you feel today, and I'm so sorry. Um, but this, this will not be long-lived. Joe Biden will be out of office. He has to. God bless you. God bless our military, both living and deceased. God bless our first responders and police. Remember Ashley Babbitt until tomorrow, guys. Try not to catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily
1: with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.